we'd like to welcome you back to part four of our current event and weekly Bible study for June 17th, 2017. And kind of segueing from the last part, just brief reports here that are bolstering the whole World War III um, narrative that we've been talking about. Iran arrest CIA agents. Iran has dismantled a CIA-run large U.S. cyber espionage network. The Islamic Republic of Iran broadcasting reported, citing the Secretary of the Iran's Supreme Council, National Security Council. Based on the co-op, and this is what he said, based on the cooperation between the Islamic Republic of Iran and other countries in creating an international organization to counter American espionage. Now again, we've, we've talked about this over and over, all of the wickedness the CIA does all over the world. Okay, this is what they do. Okay, so they're trying to counter this espionage. We provided our partners with information that led to the disclosure and dismantling of a network of CIA officers, as well as detention and punishment of several spies in different countries, the senior official said. The report comes a few days after the Iranian mission to the UN urged the United States to stop warmongering and the false flag operations in the regions after Washington accused Tehran of being behind the tax of two, two oil tankers in the Gulf of Oman. Again, which makes no sense whatsoever, but it would make perfect sense for us if we were trying to start World War III. The Iranian side has vehemently denied allegations and called on the U.S. to stop the blame game. No, they're not going to. Next report. Iranian nuclear deal. Uh, Enriched uranium limit will be breached on June 27th. Now, this is what the, that mainstream ABC report was talking about. Iran has announced it will breach on the 27th of June the limit on its stockpile of enriched uranium that was set under a 2015 nuclear deal with its war power. I mean, they're openly admitting and honest they're going to breach this because of all these sanctions that have been put on us. They could, they could for argument's sake, not even say anything about this. If they were really trying to be deceptive but they're telling you no no we're gonna we're gonna breach it we don't really want to do this but you're putting us in a position where you're taking away our livelihood you're putting all these sanctions on us for no reason you're accusing us of all the stuff we didn't do and have no motivation to do when you're actually the ones doing it israel synagogue of satan america and saudi arabia those are the ones that are behind it it goes on to say its atomic energy agency said it is quadruple production of the material which is used to make re reactor fuel and potentially nuclear weapons. But it is added that there is still time for European countries to act by protecting Iran from reinstated U.S. sanctions. Meaning they don't they don't even want to breach this is what they're saying. There's still time, they said, for the... They're telling... They're being totally honest. They're like, we're going to breach this, okay? We don't want to breach it. But you're putting us in a position where we have no leverage. So this is one of the only leveraging tools we actually have left. And they're basically saying that there's still time for European countries to act by protecting Iran from reinstated U.S. sanctions. But no, the, the rest of the world's going along with this because, you know, the synagogue of Satan in, in Saudi Arabia and America are like the bullies. Iran has complained that the European powers have failed to abide by their commitments to mitigate the effects on its economy of the sanctions that U.S. President Donald Trump reinstated after abandoning the nuclear deal last year, which, again, was talked about in the Brookings paper. We're going we're gonna to pull out of that. We're going to provoke Iran, everything we got to do. Then we're going to false flag them, and then we're going to accuse them of everything, and we're going to eventually bring them to war. 
That's what. That's where we're at right now. Exactly as it was predicted. The UK, France, and Germany have warned Iran not to violate the deal. They have previously said that they have no choice but to reimpose their own sanctions, uh, which were lifted in return for limits on the Iranian nuclear program. But Iran will obviously be put out as the total bad guy, and they're just one more way they're provoking the world and, and America. And we're just going to get in a position where, guys, we just don't have any choice. That's what they're doing. Pretty, pretty brilliant ruse on a satanic level. This is a clip, um, pretty long one, from um, the, the Ted and Austin radio show. This is from May 28th. Austin goes into one of the best discussions I've ever heard concerning the militant sexual deviant agenda now overtaking the planet uh, and how drugs are run into the United States and it's not by human mules. Breakdown on how the synagogue of Satan also controls Hollywood. So there was so much good stuff covered, it was like I couldn't not go. I'm like, yeah, I got to play this. This is so good. A man has died on a flight after swallowing 246 cocaine packets. This is a Japanese passenger had come from Colombia, says the prosecutors. The Japanese man died on the flight leaving Mexico after nearly ingesting 250 packets of cocaine, officials said. Prosecutors said the man identified as Udo N. had come to Mexico City from Bogota, Colombia. They said the man's fellow pastor reported having seen him in convulsing. I imagine he was in the early hours of Fridays as the jetliner headed for Norita, the city on the outskirts of Tokyo. And now here's what's funny about this. You're going to get these people that are going to run dope. They're going to sling dope like this. And you're going to have these people constantly doing this as part of the organized crime effort in the direct areas or as a drug runner or as a mule. But the bulk of the majority of all this cocaine and all this heroin is still coming out of the Afghan poppy fields as far as the heroin. And a lot of it is still coming from South America as far as the cocaine and the coca plants. Guys, it's so important to understand that the bulk of all of this isn't this guy running around on a plane swallowing a couple hundred packets of cocaine. They want you to think that to try to justify this giant amount of drug that we have coming into the united states and around the world right now it's not it's being run illegally into our country via the cia via our thousand military bases which have no requirement for them to be expected when they bring these planes in coming out of afghanistan and out okay, of so there's more confirmation how wicked and evil the cia is i'm still air force base in germany and they're coming in directly into the united states and landing without having to go through any customs clearance and then being distributed into organized crimes. crimes. This was all started with Operation Gladio, Operation Condor, and after they spoke with Chiang Kai-shek back in the 1940s when the OSS became the CIA and they wanted to find out how Chiang Kai-shek kept a million-man army paid for on the books and fed, and he did it through heroin. He did it through opium. And this is what the United States government started doing for running their Operation Gladio and Condor. It got tied into the Exchange Stability Fund as far as the running the drugs and the tines of the illegal activities with narcotics all the way back in the late, early, mid, the mid-30s. And now this money is being put through the Exchange Stability Fund and laundered into international banking communities as part of this ongoing multi-trillion dollar drug running operation into the United States and globally throughout the world by organized crime, by these different type of mafiosa families who also tie together with the bloodline families. So I just want to mention this. When I saw this on the Independent today about the guy with the packets of cocaine, don't believe that's how we're getting trillions of dollars of drug smuggled. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. You can't swallow <laughs> enough pills, enough packets to do that. Pastor, what do you think of what's your next story? Well, yeah, and just to add on to what you, what you talked about, you know, that whole 
protocol that they've implemented, like you just said, with running the drugs in has been incredibly lucrative. And then they found out that they had to step their game up even further. As you know, these bankers that run the money, there is no level of limit that they stop at. Everything is excessive. Everything continues to go further and further, avarice and greed. So what they then found out was that the individuals that may have been adverse to using cocaine or using heroin would probably be more apt to use something if they made it a pharmaceutically legal product. So then they started backing families like the Sackler family and various other families and making sure that these families were the front runners at releasing opiate pharmaceuticals that were well beyond any level of need as far as for people's usage on a daily basis, like Oxycontin. 80 milligram controlled release. They started peddling those to the doctors. They started allowing the doctors to have unprecedented openness as far as writing opioid prescriptions back in the early 2000s. They started making billions of dollars, these families did, that were running these pharmaceutical drugs. And then you took a whole other class in the United States that may not have probably used heroin, probably wouldn't have smoked, you know, black tar opium or used cocaine or anything else. And now you're saying, hey, my back's pulled. I'm having a back issue. Okay, who are here? Here, I got some 20-milligram Oxycon XRs. Go ahead and take these. And uh, just take one a day. They're fine. If you need to take two, you can. They're controlled release. And uh, they'll be just fine. And then all of a sudden they come back and say, doctor, a month from now, man, I, I don't feel anything in my back anymore. These are fantastic. I feel great. They're not working quite as well, though. I end up pulling my back a little bit more. They go, oh, that's fine. Guess what? We got 40-milligram XRs. Don't worry about it. Here's another script for it. And sure enough, you started having families, doctors, lawyers, I mean, people that were prominent in the entire area, completely addicted to opioids. And they didn't even realize how it happened because it was legal prescription pharmaceuticals that their doctor handed them a script for. And they just had to pop a tab in the morning when they woke up. This was done in completely and totally to get the vast remaining population that may be predisposed to use some type of narcotic hooked on opiates. Because you can lie, it's hard to get people just shooting up heroin. You know, mainline and heroin's not something that's just the average person wants to go engage in. So that is where they took it. And of course, at the same time, then they did the incredibly fake CIA-controlled war on drugs to keep the DEA operational and keep the prison industrial complex fed with as many people as they possibly could so they could sell bonds on individuals when they're arrested and make billions of dollars that way along with slave labor and the for-profit prisons. So all this stuff has been done directly to not only produce the highest incarceration rate per capita of any industrialized country in the world, yet we're supposedly a free country. Just always remember that. And at the same time, we have one of the most drugged down, addicted populations in the entire world. Now at the same time, with the vaccine industrial complex, we also have the highest infant mortality rate of any industrialized country in the world. At the same time, we have the highest vaccine schedule of any industrialized country in the entire world. So lest we run around going hoorah, hoorah, we need to understand there are a few things that we need to get in line and not just follow the mainstream narrative and believe the smoke and mirrors that everything is just going to happen with a flick of a wrist and Q's going to come down from the sky and save everybody. 
it's probably not going to happen. You know, we have to start making changes here now. We have to start being more vocal about what's happening now. We have to start being more proactive about what we put in our bodies. In case you missed that, the Q, the Q movement is going to come down and save everybody. The ones that that's basically saying trust the plan and you know Trump that Trump's just playing you know 900d chess while everyone else is just he's he's just everything he's done's been calculated surrounding himself with swamp creatures and and all of the wickedness that he's done and all the failed and lies in the campaign pro all that's been done by design on purpose because in the end He's going to come through and he's going to save us all. And he is the awaited savior. Trust the plan. Trust Trump. Never forget it. And they're still parroting this total lies and garbage. I go up to before it's news and half of the reports are still that. And I'm like thinking, what does it take for people to wake up? I mean, what does it take? I, I don't, it's just, it boggles my mind that these, that these people have any more listeners and they're still being listened to with all of the lie i just went over a, a fraction of the q lies in one of the recent studies that i did total lies and you know like a tree is known by its fruit and q has gotten the absolute vast 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 majority of all of its predictions totally wrong many of them are time dependent many like they said it's going to happen tomorrow it doesn't happen and just people go on and act like it didn't happen so this is what we're dealing with and what we allow our children to be exposed to now i always get you know an ironical kick out of that when people want to talk this big game and go well yeah we're we do america needs to do this america needs to do that at the same time they go buy piles of gmo foods from the store and they let their kids play on youtube on their ipads everywhere they go and they continue to watch the television while they drink their diet sodas Hey guys, listen, if you want to make changes and you want to see the United States change, we have to start changing from the back end out. We have to start making changes. There was an article that I saw the other day, and it was quite troubling. It was from 1987. And I did some more research on it, and I got a couple emails from customers and listeners from my Hagman show appearance that I had on Friday, where I went into great detail on the entire transgender movement right now, and I got pretty, pretty heated about it. I really did, to be honest with you. I got pretty irritated on the show, and uh, not at Hagman or anything, but just, you know, very frustrated about what's going on. And I had some people say, man, you know, you, you got pretty aggravated on that show. And yeah, I did. And the reason why, and I want to bring this up now, because there was an article that was written for Fordham University up in New York. This was written in 1987, and it was entitled Gay Revolutionary. Now, before I read part of this, I'm only going to read part of it because some of it's very, very graphic. And Fordham University, if you guys understand, this is a private Jesuit research university in New York. It was founded by the Catholics of New York in 1841. It is the oldest Catholic university in the Northeast United States. It's the third oldest university in entire New York and the only Jesuit university in New York. This is Fordham University. Fordham enrolls approximately 15,000 students. Fordham's alumni and faculty include some of the most prominent U.S. senators and representatives. 
four cardinals of the Catholic Church, several theologians, numerous U.S. governors and ambassadors, numerous billionaires, two directors of the CIA, numerous Academy Award winners and Emmy-winning actors, complete... So in other words, it's a breeding ground for the swamp creatures and the Luciferians and the Satanists to go on and do Satan's bidding. That's what Fordham University is, this Jesuit college. We talk about the Jesuits a lot here. Good old, you know, Knights of Malta, the Jesuitical commander-in-chief or whatever, General Boykin. Loyalty from other countries now, foreign heads of state, White House counsel, vice chief of staff of the United States Army, U.S. Postmaster General, U.S. Attorney General, U.S. Vice Presidential Candidates, and of course, President of the United States currently, Donald J. Trump. That's right, Donald J. Trump went there. Jesuit University, Jesuit born and bred. And, and so that's very important to understand that this is no mistake, this is no accident. All of his mob connections, all of the synagogue of Satan connections going back decades and decades, all the bankruptcies that the, that the Rothschilds bailed him out of, he has bought, sold all of the ties with Jeffrey Epstein the, and, and, and all of the lawsuits he's had to pay off which caused bankruptcies and these types of things. That's Donald Trump, the child molestation that, I mean, I haven't even got into all of those reports. I've touched on them some, but I haven't even been able to do the study on all of the different child molestation, all of the payoffs he's made regarding um, little girls that he's molested. The alumni and faculty from Fordham University. That's how prestigious of a Jesuit Catholic university this is in New York reason why I bring that up now is because they asked Michael Swift, who's the pen name in 1987, to write a manifesto about the gay population and what they wanted their agenda to achieve. Michael's manifesto was published in February 1987, titled Gay Revolutionary, and it was reprinted in the congressional record without the opening line described as later. They added an opening line as an eruption of inner rage on how the oppressed, desperate dream of being the oppressor. They wrote that as the beginning line because there was so much backlash on this article in the late 90s. But again, the article is still published on the history source books on Fordham University. It is still registered in the congressional record, and it is still publicized and written around numerous times now, passed around, yet very many people have ever heard of it because it has been suppressed over the last five to ten years now after what we have seen happen in mainstream media, mainstream movies, and so forth. Now, I'm going to read part of this to you, and I'm only going to read part of it to you, but this is how prestigious of a school this is. I just told you the alumni and these people that have come from this school, and this school specifically asked this man to write an article for the Gay Community News and February of 1987, and he did, called The Gay Revolutionary. I'm quoting this article right now. This is not my words. This is Michael Swift's words. The beginning of it starts off. We will sodomize your sons, emblems of your feeble masculinity, of your shallow dreams and vulgar lies. We will seduce them in all of your schools, your dormitories, your... See, this is perfect because the stuff that I'm getting ready to segue into, you need to, you need to understand and be beware of this quote, of, of these quotes. Because, see, this is what is at the heart and soul of the sodomites. Okay, this is what is in their heart. This is why Sodom and Gomorrah degenerated into what it was. Because you know what? If you let the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, whatever movement 
if you let that go to its logical conclusion, it will always turn in to Sodom and Gomorrah. And that's why God had to wipe out that wicked city with fire and brimstone. And he had to send two angels in to get Lot and his family out before it happened. Because left unto themselves, that's where it always ends up. The only thing that keeps them in check is, is, is prayer, morality, you know, good angels, God, you know, Jesus, you know what I mean? Anything good is what keeps evil in check. But the problem is, is the church isn't doing its part. They're not on their knees praying. They're not doing any kind of fasting over these issues because a lot of times they've yoked up with this. They condone it. They encourage it. And it's an abomination to God. But this quote is really, um, I'm going to just back this up real quick because I really want you to hear the full quote. This is Michael Swift words. The beginning of it starts off. We will sodomize your sons, emblems of your feeble masculinity, of your shallow dreams and vulgar lies. We will seduce them in all of your schools, your dormitories, your gymnasiums, your locker rooms, your sport arenas, your seminaries, your youth groups, your movie theaters, your army bunkhouses, your truck stops, your clubs, and in your house of Congress. Wherever men are with men together, your sons will be the minions to do our bidding and will recast them in our image. Women, you cry for freedom you say you no longer satisfy for men they make you unhappy we connoisseurs of the masculine face shall take your men from you then goes further on to say all homosexuals must stand together as brothers we will triumph only when we present a common face to the vicious heterosexual enemy we shall write poems of love between men we shall stage plays in which man openly caresses man we shall make films about the love between heroic men and replace the cheap superficial juvenile heterosexual infatuations presently dominated in your cinema screens our writers and artists will make love between men fashionable we will eliminate heterosexual liaisons through the usage of devices of wit and ridicule devices which we are skilled in employing we will unmask the most powerful homosexuals who masquerade as heterosexuals you will be shocked to your core and frightened when you find that your presidents and their sons your senators, your mayors, your generals, your athletes, your film stars, your television personalities, your priests are not the safe, familiar heterosexual figures you assume them to be. We are everywhere. We have infiltrated your ranks. Be careful when you speak of homosexuals because we are always among you. There will be no compromise. We are not middle class weaklings. We are highly intelligent. We are natural aristocrats of the human race and steely minded aristocrats what he just said about be careful of what you say this it instantly came into my mind i was in a um it was a baptist church at the time this was probably around 2003 2002 in fort myers and i had um written a letter to the editor exposing the sodomites and um they put it in the paper they put it in the in the uh, news press there down there in lee county and um i, I mean it just basically gave bible quotes and i stated what i said i wasn't it wasn't like i wasn't throwing hugely bad insults i just was stating facts but it would have been highly 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 offensive to the gays and um I can remember a lady coming up to me in church after that because it got around that I'd sent it in or something. 
And the one lady came to me and she said, oh, you shouldn't have done that. She was ignoring, she was warning me. She says, oh, I, I tried to do something like that. And they just, they found out where I lived and it was relentless. I mean, they just came and they, they did this. And I thought, I don't know if I live some type of blessed life from God, because I've said this type of stuff over and over and over in my ministry. And I've had witches try to kill me and I've had all this stuff happen. And I'm not saying this makes me better. But maybe, I don't know, I, just, I didn't, never got the impression that this lady came off as very lukewarm. And I never got the impression she would really have the faith in God to believe that God could protect her. She was in total fear of this wickedness. And the Bible says, there's a lot of different quotes about, you know, not, not fearing and, and fearing God. And the fear of man bringeth a snare. And, you know, the wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are bold as a lion. Okay. We need more of that. You know, I, I theoretically and technically on paper with the way I've run my mouth and, and the stuff that I've said over the years, I should have been dead about a thousand times over. And I can remember doing that that 14 city tour, the avian flu. I had this, I remember in Phoenix, I had a guy come up to me, he was shaking. He was shaking, he's like, oh, like, I'm praying for you. I, I hope you live. I can't believe they haven't killed you. I mean, and I guess, yeah, I guess technically what I had was saying was really really exposing a lot of their agenda and and I, I do think that that got a lot of traction but you know the thing is the whole point of all this is god is greater than this and if and the reason that things have gotten so horrifically bad is because there's myriads and myriads of christians that don't say anything now i'm not indicting my listeners but i'm saying that you know, God puts us in positions where, you know, we, we might need to speak up about these types of things or, 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 you know, take a stand on these issues because nobody's doing it hardly in Christianity. There's very few. Most of the time they're going along with this stuff. So, you know, if you don't feel like you've got like the, the you, if you feel like there's something you know you need to do, but you don't feel like you've got the, the the courage to do it, well, pray to God for that courage. Pray to God for the faith. Pray Psalm 64 and go to my study on that, Psalm 64. I pray it every day and and um, in the imprecatory prayers. And it's basically asking God to hide you from the secret counsel of the wicked and to deal with the wicked. But when I say that, I, I, I mostly mean like dealing with the spirits behind the wicked people. Save the, the wicked people that that are are basically just vessels for, for demons. They're doing the demons bidding. I want the people to go to heaven. The Bible talks about its will that not one would perish, but that all would come to repentance. So I think that's the, the attitude to go about that, that is actually biblical. Because um, our battle, the Bible says, is not against flesh and blood, but against princes, principalities. And I mean, all we're dealing with, it seems like on a daily basis, is just wicked, evil situations. But it's always the demons and devils and evil entities and fallen angels emanating and operating through these people. That what is what our, our real um, enemy actually is. So just, I would say that to encourage people, you know, pray fast, do whatever it takes, ask for more faith, ask for more courage, um, you know, ask for God to open doors regarding this type of stuff. Because, because there's very, very few people doing anything like that, our, our rights are just being stripped and stripped and stripped away. And, and there's not a lot of prayer, there's not a lot of fasting going about these issues. And the wickedness is just filling the vacuum where good should be, is what's going on right now.
never settle for less. Those who oppose us will be exiled. The family unit spawning grounds of lies, betrayal, mediocrity, hypocrisy, and violence will be abolished. The family unit, which only dampens imagination and curbs free will, will be eliminated. Perfect boys will be conceived and grown in genetic laboratories. All churches who condemn us will be shut down. Only our gods are handsome young men. The exquisite society to emerge will be governed by an elite compromise of gay Which is what Gattaca predicts, the movie Gattaca, where everybody is designer babies. They, they were predicting this way, way back then in the day. Well, they'll be able to design their, their, you know, their designer babies of their version of, of perfect humanity. Only we shall rewrite history, history filled and debased with your heterosexual lies and distortion. We will demonstrate that homosexuality and intelligence and imagination are intrinsically linked, and that homosexuality is a requirement for the true nobility and true beauty in man. We too are capable of firing guns and manning the barricades of the ultimate revolution. Tremble, hetero swine, <laughs> when we appear before me. you without our masks. That is what was published in Fordham University. I will never tremble. Never. And you don't need to either. Because God is bigger than these fork-tongued devils. Okay? And that's what I'm saying is that, you know, the Bible says, quit you like men, be ye strong. Quit means behave like men. Be ye strong. Oh, well, if you die, if you die, absent for the bodies to be present with the Lord. I just... I really feel like God is looking for warriors in this day, particularly men that will bow up to this wickedness and evil and confront it and face it head on. I mean, I can't, I can't believe that God wants a, a legion of soy boys with, you know, their tail between their legs and, and, you know, urinating on themselves when anything goes bad. But again, you can't do this in and of yourself. You got to do it through the Lord. You got to do it through Jesus Christ. Put on the full armor of God. Stay right with God. Pray fast. Whatever it takes for you to get draw nigh unto God and he will draw nigh unto you. You know, pray for more faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. And you won't be able to fight the devil without faith because our largest spiritual weapon is the shield of faith essentially i mean that's our that's our largest defensive weapon i should say the bible says wherewith you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked well the bigger your faith is the bigger your shield is the more darts that get quenched but if you're in battle and you turn and run you don't have any armor on the backside, and you're in your and you're subject to get you know annihilated in that particular regard so when you go into battle you fight you you having done all to stand so these are these are just I don't know, kind of like spiritual battle tenants, I guess. 1987, it has been circulated for years. Fordham University, the university that has produced some of the most prestigious governors, theology, ambassadors, Academy Award winners, White House counsel, U.S. Attorney Generals, Vice President candidates, and Presidents of the United States. 1987, back when homosexual behavior was really not prevalent. Now, take a look for a second at what's happened over the last 32 years. In the 90s, we had subtle exposure in gay TV shows through shows like Friends and Seinfeld. We slowly had the adoption.
legalization of homosexual behavior very slowly. In the early 2000s, we had the filthy music industry explode on the American population like an atomic bomb through MTV. We had gay relations becoming completely acceptable. Movies had minor gay actors in them. Fast forward to 2005 when we had a film called Brokeback Mountain oh. hit the mainstream movie screen. It was two leading actors who had explicit gay sex on the big screen oh. go to 2008 with a gay Kenyan and his transgender wife repealing don't ask, don't tell in our military. Tran, trans, tranny soldiers basically could get government pay for surgery to change over to their sexual choice. We had priests that were being called out for pedophilia behavior. We had Target coming out now and saying that men could go to the bathroom with little girls. We then had public schools say the same. Lawsuits filed on Christian bakers. Now we currently have hate crimes if you don't call a boy a girl. We have 10-year-old boys cross-dressing a gay strip bars, and we're calling it daring and instrumental. We have churches now supporting this agenda. We now have the mainstream media saying it's trendy to be gay, or at least metro and effeminized. Almost every large film has gay characters and gay situations in it now. And they're putting tons and tons of things into the food supply to feminize men. All these xenoestrogens and like personal care products, like uh, you know, uh, hairspray, cologne, soaps, lotions, fill. I mean, not only does it cause cancer, it causes cancer in women. Not only does it totally mess up your hormonal system, but it, it feminizes men. The soy. Soy is one of the worst things you can put in your body. I mean, unless you're like doing natokinase, which is a fermented like portion of uh, the enzyme in soy, which is just isolated. Or sometimes a little bit of fermented soy like um, is okay. But I wouldn't make like a steady diet of it ever, okay? It's highly estrogenic, should not be consumed. Beer, beer is one of the high, most highly estrogenic things you can possibly put in your body, beer. Because it's made from hops. And hops is so estrogenic that in Germany, when they used to make beer and the girls would go out to the fields to harvest the hops, just from their hands touching the hops, they were actually going into puberty, like way, way ahead of time, like years ahead of time, because it was so highly estrogenic, it was messing up their hormonal system, and they were going into puberty at like probably eight and nine. Well, it does the same thing to a man when you're drinking beer and it's hops. You shouldn't be, I mean, I don't drink at all. I don't, I don't touch alcohol at all. I had a, a real problem with it in the past, especially when I was unsaved and stuff, and I just got to the point where I'm like, no, I'm done. No more ever again. I made a vow to God. I'm never going to drink again, ever. Okay, and that's what I did a while back, and um, I don't regret it. And it's like once I did that, it's like I don't even really. And sometimes, like if there's something that, if there is something you've ever been struggling with, a lot of times if you do, but the thing is, is if you make a vow, you better keep it because if you don't, then you know there could be severe, severe repercussions from God. But I just, I just got to the point one day where I'm like, no, no more alcohol, and then not, not a glass of wine with meals, nothing nothing because for me it was a problem okay i that was one of my biggest problems i had when i was unsaved was was i didn't like i wasn't an alcoholic but when i did drink oh man i would binge drink drunkest guy at the party craziest get out on the road drive drunk thank god i never killed anybody but i could have killed people probably a thousand times over as many times as i drove drunk i'm not lying i'm not glorying in my shame i'm telling you god had his hand upon me and the other people that he spared but, I mean, that's the kind of life I lived before I got saved. I mean, it was, I look back on it now and I'm like, was I out of my stinking mind? 
was I, what a self-centered devil I was. What an idiot. What a total moron. I could have killed so many people and gotten killed so many times. I got pulled over when I was drunk. I don't know. And they always let me go. One time I took a swing at a cop when I was drunk. I was so drunk, I don't even remember doing it, but because I uttered my best friend's name, and, and that name carried so much weight in, the, in my hometown, and the cop knew him, knew the dad, he called and he came in. I took a swing at that cop. He came and he saw the, the keys in my hand. I was driving my mom's Trans Am out on the road, do, doing no, God knows what, going to my birthday party, I think. And the cop pulls me over, I pull over, and, and you know he tries to take the keys out of my hand, take a swing at him. And I still didn't go to jail. It's like I had, I had, oh, I don't know, one or two, three other, four other experiences where I got pulled over by cops and I didn't go to jail. And I had done like just something really bad. Like like one time we had a machine gun, BB gun, and we strafed a cop car with it. And we had a case of beer in the car with an underage girl. I was in like high school and we were like 18 and she was like 16 or whatever. And we weren't doing anything with her. It's just like, it was, it could have been bad is, is the point I'm trying to make. And this was my life. And I, I I never went to jail. It's an absolute total miracle. But it typically all centered around alcohol in my particular case. That was my, that was my weakness. And if you've got a weakness like that from your past, my advice to you as a Christian is don't, don't even mess around with it. Don't. Just, just don't even try to, to flirt with it. Some people... They can have a glass of wine with meals and stuff like that. I don't think, I mean, Jesus turned the water into wine and, and, and that type of thing. I don't think that there, there, there's like, okay, we, we can make a case that no, all alcohol or whatever. I mean, a lot of times that's all they had to drink at that point. But I think the wine was also less alcoholic. There was less alcohol in the wine back. I, I, I've done a whole study on this and just key in alcohol or wine and you'll find it or whatever. And, um... So I'm not coming down on somebody that does that. Uh, but for me personally, it's just not something I can, I can mess around with. And um, God, will give you, God will give you the strength. But again, you might have to pray and fast about it. You, might, you, you probably need deliverance if you've got a problem. And this is any area of your life. Whatever it is. Pornography, alcohol, whatever. Whatever it is. Drugs, uh, cigarettes. You know, most of the time, you know, Obviously, getting saved is a prerequisite, but then going through those deliverances that I told you about. And then if that doesn't get the job done, praying and fasting along with it will supercharge that. And if you're still not doing it, you might need to go see somebody that actually does deliverance. Um, because a lot of times these spirits are very powerful. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that in. Pedosexual. The term pedosexual is now being used being trendy. It's basically a cut name for pedophilia. We now have the left that are saying that they don't accept pedosexual as a gender expression yet, but it will be in the next few years. So lest you believe in 1987, when this was written from Fordham University, the most prodigious Jesuit university, and I would probably say most of the United States, and they released this article, and most people just threw it off and said, oh no, that's just a sexual fantasy from a homosexual writer. Best believe that we have now seen it, especially the part where he says you will be shocked when you find out your presidents and their sons 
sons, your senators, your mayors, your generals, your athletes, your film stars, your TV personalities, and your priests were not the figures you thought them to be. This is in 1987, guys. So why did I get so irate? Can you imagine how much worse it is now? With the way Hollywood has taken over and the wickedness we're seeing in high political office and all the pedivore stuff that's come out, like the Hillary pedivore tape and the Anthony Weiner stuff and, and all of the things we, with Pizzagate. Can you imagine? Is, because evil is, is not going to just stay stagnant. It's not just going to say, well, you know, I'm evil and I'm satisfying being this evil. No, it wants to overtake a society and overtake whatever it's in. So it spreads like a cancer. So you can only imagine how much worse it is, you know. And you see how much more wicked the world is, which is evidence of how much it is, how much worse it has gotten. On Doug's show on Friday, because I see what they're doing. They're doing everything they can to corrupt the younger generation, and they have done it covertly for the last 30 years. Except now, they're no longer covert. And I want to put a disclaimer on this. If you've been in homosexual behavior before and you've repented or you're fighting it or you're battling, God knows we all have demons we got to battle. And best believe, if you're trying to repent and you're trying to get away from stuff like that, this is not what I'm talking about in this article. Right. I'm talking about the individuals that call Lucifer their father and are pushing yeah. the homosexual agenda hardcore full tilt. Not somebody that's been fighting an urge or been trying to repent or get past from something they've done in the past or backslid that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about the brazen but the thing is and i've told this to taylor you know because she has such compassion for people and and it's hard for her because she's got such compassion for people that you know people are attracted to her like a magnet i mean it's just she's got i don't even know what her calling is but it, it's just got to be big that's all i can say I mean, she's got a way just with people. And I don't mean like she she could manipulate them if she wanted, but she doesn't do that. She wants the best for everybody. And it's hard for her because, you know, she's met a lot of, you know, in the jobs and stuff, a lot of homosexual guys and stuff that have been super, super nice to her. And it's not in her nature to be mean. And I'm not saying we should be mean. And the stuff that I'm getting into now is... is it's like this spiritual happy medium that we have to get into. It's like when Jesus, I told her last night, I said, when Jesus went and he went to like the prostitutes and the tax collectors and, and all the, the supposed dregs of society, yes, he ministered to them 100%. And no, I do not believe he went in there saying, you're all going to burn in hell. I don't think that's how he approached them. Okay. I think he approached them in compassion uh, in a compassionate way, because I mean, obviously if you approach somebody with thus say the Lord, you're going to hell, you're a dirty, wicked devil. How is that going to win anybody to Christ? Which is, I'm just saying that, that that's probably not going to be the best tact if you're trying to witness to somebody. Now, maybe true, but I don't know if that's the best tact to take from a, if you really want to get them saved. You know, um, I'm just saying, you know, I, I'm just saying now, granted, you can't sugarcoat it either. And, and, and you can't say, well, you know, God loves you just the way you keep being you and, and you keep being Mr. Gay boy and having, you know, sodomy with, with your buddy. And no, you can't do that. Again, there has to be some type of happy medium struck. But when Jesus went to these types of people, um, I do believe he went to them in compassion and, but the thing is, is he never participated in their sin, okay? He didn't get down on their level and participate in their sin. 
the opposite happened. His very presence convicted them of their own sin. And that's how they ended up getting converted. So I think when a person has enough of the Holy Spirit inside them, uh, granted, I, and I, what I mean by that is that as your faith grows and as, as you get to be as a stronger Christian, you know, you're, you're going to manifest more God-like attributes and, and this type of thing. And if you have a calling, like there's people that have calling to gay people. And here's the thing. You have to understand and what Austin's not getting into here and what you never, I'm telling you, I don't know if I've ever heard this preached. I don't know if I have what I'm getting ready to tell you, but I've said this over and over. It's not a mystery. Most of the time, people that are gay have been molested by a same sex partner at an early age. And that is where the demons went into them at. That's the point. Aleister Crowley, the wickedest man alive, would brag about how the best way to get defile a child, a little boy in particular, which for them was preferred because it was homosexual, is sodomize them at the earliest possible age because we know we're going to basically be just infusing demons into him. There's no more powerful way to demon infest a human vessel than sodomy. Okay? And that's what he bragged about doing. So these are very powerful spirits you're dealing with. Now, what's tragic, and this is when you have somebody that, let's say they were brought up in, in um, let's say it's a Christian household even, and they're sodomized at an early age by, let's say, their uncle or whatever. God forbid their dad. I mean, God forbid their uncle too, but I mean, you know, it's just, uh, this happens all the time. And then all those demons go in and then you can imagine the trauma that would happen from something like that and how that would mess you up mentally, okay? That's not their fault. You know what I mean? Now, granted, then you combine it with all the ways they're trying to hyper-feminize men. I just mentioned a few of them. Then, what I haven't mentioned is, what if there was a generational curse in the family? Okay? What if that was going on? And, and it was in the bloodlines. Because most likely, if your dad molested your, his son, well, it was probably in the bloodline. Okay? All of these are demons, guys. It's all demons. So... What's the remedy? Well, just struggle through it. No, I don't think that's the remedy. The remedy is getting delivered from the demons. And see, I think the reason that you don't ever hear what I just said is because Satan, of all things, doesn't want to get people free from demonic holds. And I don't mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying prayer and fasting couldn't do it. But I think you really need to approach it specifically through deliverance. And it may not be enough to just do the, the initial stuff I said online like with Win Worley. I don't know. Maybe in some cases it would. But you can do the initial you know, deliverance with Win Worley and go through it as many times as you're not manifesting symptoms and then try to do specific deliverances. You can go up on YouTube and, and you know, there's tons of them up there. Try, try to pick somebody that you know to be hopefully like, you know, godly, reputable, and then do specific deliverances for homosexuality whatever they're they're dealing with there okay that doesn't work i mean again if you're praying and fasting while you're doing it there's a much higher likelihood it may work because fasting supercharges any type of spiritual thing that you're trying to accomplish but if if it didn't work well then there's networks of deliverance ministers um like the one that 
I think is from my research. Now there's a lot of them out there, and the problem you run into here is a lot of them are super charismatic, and you kind of kind of get into some really, you know, crazy stuff going on there. Um, there is a network of by state, and it's called SpiritualWarfareTeam.com. And you can go there and then click on the deliverance thing. And then they've got all these conferences they do as well. And for each state, they've got different deliverance ministers and they give their emails and these types of things. If you feel led in that regard. But see, the thing is, is that no amount of counseling is going to take demons out of somebody. You know, um, Christian counseling is great. Love it. But. It's not going to take demons out of people unless it really goes into the deliverance aspect. They're not just going to come out because they're like, well, you know, I'm going to go ahead and just leave this person because I feel bad for them. They're never going to do that. They hold on for all their might. You're their source of of um, fuel. You're their, like their food. They feed and they live off you. They're not going to come out nice especially high-level devils and demons like the ones that would be in homosexual, bisexual, these types of people. So from that standpoint, if you had a child and they're, and you got to think about it this way, and, and this is why I'm, I, you know, I try to really commingle this with compassion as well because this is typical. What if you had a child, they're born, they've got homosexual stuff, in the bloodline it's a generational curse which needs to be broken and that's the Derek prince thing he has a whole thing you can do to break generational curses i i've i've given these over and over in my pdfs you can email me if you want to at the contact page i'll, I'll resend them to you again but you can research some of my recent pdfs all the information's on there um and the generational curses need to be broken off deliverances need to be done you need to be free this is the final frontier for christians i believe is deliverance Okay, and it was a third of Jesus's ministry on earth. And he said, you know, greater things will you do and do likewise and these types of things. But it's not being done in the Christian church by and large. It's a subject nobody even wants to talk about. Well, the devil don't want you to know about it or talk about it or do anything about it. He wants you to think, oh, no, 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 that's, that's crazy. That's, that's, no. So as I got saved, every single demon left me. Oh, really? Okay. So you never struggled with sin after you got saved at all. Okay, you never, you never still had areas in your life that were strongholds still after maybe you were a lot better some people i have heard you know they get saved and it's like i got delivered totally of whatever okay great wonderful praise god but we're not all cookie cutter not everybody is the same and um i'm just saying you know i could do a whole study proving that deliverance is for christians if it were for unsaved people that doesn't make any sense because the bible says if you deliver uh, an unsaved person He's going to bring back seven more demons worse than himself because he's going to come back and find that vessel that got delivered, swept and clean and ready to occupy. That's an unsaved person. But if the Holy Spirit's dwelling in them, they're not going to be able to do that. So deliverance obviously is for Christians. Now I understand you could deliver somebody, let's say, leading them into salvation. True. That could be, but is that the only way to use it? Well, some people would have you believe that's the case. Christian can't have a demon. Can't do it. Just can't. Really? Okay. Uh, I believe that can scripturally be easily debunked. Uh, and, and again, I don't want to get into a huge debate there. But what I'm saying is that this whole gay thing, we can scream and rage about it all day long. But the bottom line is we're dealing with devils that these people need to be delivered from. 
That's that's the bottom line. That's the source. Okay? Because we can look at the person and hate the person, which we're not supposed to do anyway, but it's the demons that are emanating and operating through them. I'm going to give you an example next of, of some of the most unbelievable demon possession in the world. You know? But I don't know what their childhoods were like. And and I don't know, you know, what led up to all of this. But we're, I mean, to basically serial killing lesbians that i'm going to talk about next it's a brief story but it's it shows you if this spirit is left to its logical conclusion this is where it will end up and that is murder those those ones that were were um trying to get with the angels in sodom and gomorrah they would have had no problem murdering lot and his family they would have had no problem there was a lot of uh you know implications of that if you read that chapter they wouldn't have any problem with that at all to get what they want because they get so demon possessed to the toenails that they can't see straight and they're so they're such a vessel of satan that you know it's just like they're on satanic autopilot aggressive militant homosexual agenda that is going to stop at no limit until they push full-blown transsexual pedophilia on ourselves and our children when you start off an article for a gay news column in 1987 and the first sentence in your column is we're going to sodomize your boys that's not a joke to me if you came out with an article and you were talking about jews in that manner or muslims in that manner or any other race in that manner, you would literally be completely eviscerated in the mainstream media and probably never allowed to write or be public in any other venue the rest of your life. But of course it didn't matter because this was the gay news column they produced at Fordham University. And pretty much from what I have read, Fordham University is completely off limits. They are allowed to do anything they want in New York, whenever they want, how they want, and have produced some of the most prominent homosexual figures in our time. That is why I got so frustrated on Friday because this is not a individual that's fighting homosexual urges. This is an agenda that is focused directly on corrupting our younger youth, our younger generation. And this is why it's so important when I go back to five minutes what I said, what you allow your children to be exposed to, whether TVs or movie, other individuals, YouTube, television, whatever it is, you have to guard them right now because it is an all-out war. If they can get the younger generation to accept this perverted ideology, we will lose the United States because they've already controlled the currency. They're already controlling the weather. They're already controlling the drugs. They're already controlling the food. The last thing they have to control, and they have to control to take down the United States, is the youth. Same thing Hitler said. Give me your youth to control a nation. You have to control the youth because the youth are the young, aggressive fighters. They're the ones that if they don't go along with your ideology, they will revolt. They will take off and they will fight tooth and nail to make sure that you do not continue to oppress them because they are the ones that are the future generation. And that is why they're doing everything they can to shut down the heterosexual ideology of having the family unit and throwing it out the window. That is why we now have charter school down here in Florida, very prominent charter school that actually allowed a lot of Christian ideology to take place for a charter school that I was probably going to send my kids to, now saying that they will accept transgender students starting from kindergarten through 12th grade in the next school 
school year because they get state and federal funding, even if it be small, they have to start now accepting transgender students and the teachers have to start calling those transgender students by whatever name they prefer and whatever pronoun they demand because this is the generation that they are going to try to corrupt to the core. 1987 by Michael Swift, gay revolutionary. That was not a gay fantasy that he wrote. That was a true statement of what they planned on doing over the next 30 to 40 years. And my golly, they have been doing it, Dad. Uh, awesome. I don't even know what to say about that rant. I never really heard anything like that that got me quite so irritated and riled up. I can understand why you got mad about that on Hagman on Friday. I, quite frankly, am pretty ticked off right now. Uh, I read that a long time ago, and they that's their template. They're telling you what they're going to do. Now, okay, I'm going to go so politically incorrect again here, it's going to blow your mind, okay? Years ago, I was with a pastor and his wife and his child, and we went to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade in New York City. And we were able to get hotel rooms right on the parade route. And I remember we got picked up at the airport by a cabbie who, in a, who was in a, in a van. And there was like six of us, seven of us or whatever. And we had us and baggage in there. And we started talking about New York City. because This is all New York. We're talking all New York now with this, these universities here. And he said to me, I said to, I said to David, I said, now, David, you're not going to see very many Christmas decorations up. Because, you know, New York is primarily Jewish, and they don't believe in Jesus, and so they're not going to put Christmas decorations up, and so they're not going to do it. And uh, he said, okay. And then, then, the, then the cab driver said, well, you understand the problem here. And I said, well, yeah. I said, the New York colleges and the New York communities are primarily Jewish, and they're primarily gay. And he said, that's exactly right. He says, the girls, the German Jewish girls, can't really find Jewish guys to marry because they go to separate schools all the way through high school. And many of the Jewish guys are gay. In fact, he said most of them are. And he said, and they're the ones. I mean, this is unbelievable. I never have heard this. This is insane. Hollywood. And they write the plays and they're the playwrights and they put together the acts and the TV shows, etc. So they, this is what Hollywood is comprised of is these gay Jewish. And it's true. You, you look at all of these, like when you look at like, uh, you, you analyze movies that I've done over and over again. It's always like this cadre of gay Jewish guys that are in control of everything. Hollywood, and they're hired directly out there. In fact, he said it's so bad we call it the gay mafia in theater in New York because they completely control production. This is the cab driver telling me this. And then he goes, and by the way, he says, please don't repeat that I told you any of this. I would lose my, my badge, my logo, my banner, whatever he had on his hood, if they knew that I was talking like this, because they would run and rule the city. That's just what I was told back in the, in about 2006, that was told me, about 13, 14 years ago. And years later, I went to a, I was at a uh, hotel in Aspen, and uh, we basically uh, were at the pool, and they were having a convention there. And it was a realtor convention, and it was primarily Jewish realtors out of, like, New York. And there was a lady there at the, at the, at the uh, pool, and I was talking to her. She was Jewish. She lost her husband. And I asked her, I said, is this true what this guy told me? And he goes, she goes, yeah, she goes, my husband died. And she goes, I can't find another Jewish guy in America who's not queer. Uh, I'm just telling you the truth. Now, oh. I'm going to be real direct. Now, you combine this with all the stuff we've been – now, granted, that this is this is under the heading of Synagogue of Satan – but, you know, the thing is, is Satan seems to have targeted the Jews, you know, and, and, you know, he knew that, 
he just seems to have really targeted them. And this is probably a big reason why there's all these wicked things we've reported on that would fall under this classification of synagogue of Satan. But remember, the Bible says a third of them are going to be saved in Zechariah, and they're going to be tried as silvers, tried in the furnace of earth, and they're going to look upon the one whom they pierced and mourn for him as one that mourns for their only begotten son. So I refuse to ever throw the baby out with the bath water. You can read it like in Romans where, you know, it says, boast not against the, the true branches, that meaning we're like wild olive branches grafted in if we're a Gentile being saved. Now, the Bible also says, if you be Christ, you be Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So it's not like we're on some kind of lesser footing than a bloodline Jew either. So again, there's this always this happy medium, I think, that needs to be struck in the Bible where you look at it where you don't want to just like demonize all the Jews and at the same time you don't want to put them on some kind of godlike status like Hagee does where they believe in ethnic salvation where they don't even need to hear the gospel it's just their bloodline that saves them I mean it's insane so it, it again it's trying to have this biblical balance I think is so important here okay this is the agenda that went to California this is the agenda that got into the playwriting and who pushed this Hollywood stuff. Hollywood has more of an impact on us than any church leader in America, period. I mean, you ask everybody, pretty much globally, do you know who Brad Pitt is or Angelina Jolie is or blah, 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 and everybody knows who these guys are. You know, Robert Downey Jr., everybody knows him as Iron Man. This is the big, big thing that they have going now is they control the culture. This same group that made every thought of every man evil in Genesis chapter 6. This is the same group who crucified Jesus Christ. This is the same group. It's the same people over and over and over. Okay, and but I'm not going to collectively blame them for every evil in the world because, again, what is it What is it that we're battling? We're battling demons and devils. There's plenty of other wicked people outside of the Jewish race. You look at the Vatican. You look at, you know, I mean, all kinds of other different aspects and factions of world governments. There's plenty of other evil people and i'm not going to throw collectively all the synagogue of even satan saying they're the only source of evil that has caused all of these things yes they did say crucify jesus give us barabbas let his blood meaning jesus blood be upon us and our children which collectively brought a curse on the jewish race that has continued to this day which i believe is why the bible says blindness in part has happened to israel until the fullness of the gentile come in it's that blindness that's been upon them but they're going to get their eyes open in Zechariah during the tribulation period, and they're going to have their eyes open, and then they're going to look upon the one whom they pierced, Jesus Christ. So we have to bear that in mind, and, and I don't want to, I really want to try to to not, like, become, like, viewed on as, oh, I, I'm, 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 and I'm not saying Ted Brower is, but I, I really like to walk that that line and I don't ever want to throw the baby out with the bath water and I've done a whole study on this the biblical reasons for the Jewish affliction just key in affliction you'll probably find it at contendingfortruth.com where I get into this I'm trying to look at it from a balanced standpoint uh, and almost from like a neutral standpoint where it's like okay well here's what's happened and, and this is you know there's what's going on and this is what we need to look at and looking at scriptural verses that talk about this because the Bible has a lot to say about this Jesus said this is the money changers again. And Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be upon my return. Guys, when every thought of every man is evil all the time. And also said it very succinctly, their God is Lucifer. And they may not even know that's what they're practicing or what they're believing in. But the head people in this organization 
pushing this gay agenda of Luciferians. Yes. That's why I always say to people, I always say, look, it's not the Jews, it's not the Christians, it's not the Muslims, it's the doggone Satanists that are doing this. It's the groups that are doing this. 95% of the Jews have no idea what's going on. 90, 99% of the Christians are so ignorant of what's going on, they have no idea what's going on. They, have, they don't know. They don't even know what a Schofield Bible is or what it did. They don't understand any of this stuff with this agenda, this satanic New World Order agenda. It's all by the same group. It's these international banking cartels that have come here to rob, kill, steal, and destroy because their father is Lucifer. Jesus called them out in the book of John. He said, he said we're the children of Abraham. He says, you are not. Your father is Lucifer. He's the father of lies. He's a, you know, he's basically your daddy. And uh, they said, no, we're not. We're children of Abraham. He goes, nope, no, you're not, because he knew in their heart who and what they were and the satanic practices they were involved in, probably the night before or immediately preceding the time they spoke with him. Guys, this is a dark force that runs the planet. It's a dark, dark force that's been around here for a long, long time, and it's not going anywhere. It's going to stay here until Christ comes back, to be honest with you guys. And okay, so we, we have that. And it was, I know it was a long clip there, but, man, they covered a lot of amazing ground. Now, just to let – here's a great example. of You let, in this case, two lesbians go to the logical conclusion – of if Satan has total possession over somebody. This is logically what you would expect to happen. Now, do you have children in the room? I wouldn't probably let them listen to this. I would pause the recording um, and um, just do that, okay? And, and this whole, all the stuff that I'm covering is just horrific on, on this lesbian, bisexual, gay, transgender agenda hopefully i've set the tone though and, and we're we're going into this in a biblical balanced way because of all the other stuff that we've just got into now this is lesbian compassion on full display yeah i say that as sarcastically as i possibly can ghastly new details emerge about the lesbian couple who forced gender reassignment surgery on their nine-year-old boy little boy had his genitals torn off and replaced with a fake female sex organ before being beheaded this is what they did okay and they liked it that i i don't i don't see any remorse at all in these vessels of satan because you look at them and i mean especially the one I don't know how much more evil somebody could look. I really don't. But when you're totally taken over by Satan, and you've been turned over a reprobate mind, and your conscience has been seared with a hot iron, and these are all New Testament terms, you know, I, I do believe that you get to a point where you can cross a line where, you know, the Spirit of God is not going to bear with you anymore. You've crossed the line. The Bible talks about that in Jeremiah 7, 11, 14, and 1 John chapter 5. Where it's basically the first John chapter five says this I believe the sin unto death, which it doesn't really define, but I believe it's repetitive and habitual sin over and over and over without repentance. And that is what you're seeing in Jeremiah seven, eleven, and fourteen, where they were basically sacrificing their sons and daughters to Moloch and basically saying, We're doing this because we're so holy and God is for us. And they had gotten that deluded in their own thought process where God said, Don't even pray for this people. Because I will not hear your prayer anymore. God can do that. And they've been turned over to a reprobate mind and they are, um, they're doomed to hell. 
in that particular case. I would believe if um, there were anyone that would fall into this classification, these two lovely lesbians would fall into this. Um, ghastly new details have emerged about the tragic case of a Brazilian boy who was subjected to forced gender reassignment surgery by a lesbian couple um, who later beheaded him. As previously reported, nine-year-old Ruan Macon was murdered by his mother. I guess she was married at one point, had a child, and then you know came out as a lesbian and then found her lesbian partner, Casina Passero, and um, he was murdered on May 31st. This was all the result of a... This has been in many, many news cycles. I'm, we're not making this up. This, this has happened. Here's the pictures of them in the police car. Um, it looks like a police car. And then the picture of the cute little poor little boy that was subjected to this. Uh, I, I mean, I, I can't even comprehend this. This was the result of a botched gender reassignment operation performed not by doctors, but by these two reprobate maggot devil witches. Yeah, they did it on their son because his mother decided that he wanted to become, the mother decided he wanted to become a girl. Oh, okay, right. I'm sure the little boy would say, yeah, to do all this. Right. Following the arrest of the couple. Oh, he's so cute, too. Good Lord. How on God's green earth could anybody do this? I just, it does not compute to me at all. Following the arrest of the couple, Macabre new details about exactly what they did to the poor victim have emerged. Candido and Passaro are accused of ripping off the boy's penis before allegedly sewing a fake female sex organ onto the body because he wanted to be a girl then before scraping the boy's skin off his face after candido stabbed her son a dozen times the pair tried to gouge out his eyes with a knife the boy was eventually beheaded by candido because he reminded her of her father who allegedly abused her now that may very well be the case because um, um, the thing about it is, is like what I said before, it's a proven fact that, you know, and I don't think it always has to be same sex. I think those, the, the, the whole, you know, being sodomized or raped or whatever, I think a lot of that can, a lot of times what could happen too is that if a, a daughter is abused by her own dad, well, that by itself, not only are you going to get loaded with demons, but think about this and this isn't too hard to figure out, she's going to, she's going to, a lot of times, hate the thought of any man for the rest of her life, which, again, will... So either way, it can cause that. Whether it's a dad raping his son or a dad raping his daughter, it can cause homosexual types of behaviors. Um, uh, I mean, this is just... You can't even comprehend this level of evil. Um... Okay, so Okay, so Candido also said that he felt she felt hatred and no love for the boy because he was a burden and a hindrance for her lesbian relationship. The mother ran away with the boy 5 years ago after the father lost custody and attempted to impose her warped ideology on him using the most brutal methods imaginable. Well, he's in heaven. Okay. He's a little dude. He's in heaven. And thank God. Poor little thing. After failing to burn the body... After failing to burn the boy's body on a barbecue, 
The pair hastily stuffed his remains into a suitcase and dumped them into a sewer. Now again, this to me, just like I've done the face of Islam, that the true face of Islam, raping your, your daughters, raping little boys, raping goats and camels, sexually mutilating your daughters, doing every form of debauchery imaginable. This is a great example of the true face of homosexuality and in this case, lesbians. I believe left to its logical conclusion, this is what you will see in mass on a world level is the point I'm trying to make. If, if left unchecked, how, how much worse could Sodom and Gomorrah have gotten? Who knows? They probably would have invented things to do if, that, if they weren't destroyed with fire and brimstone. Um, she killed her son, quartered and decapitated, and then plucked the, skin off, plucked the skin off and tried to get rid of the body. It was a terrible case. Police Chief Guillermo Mello told Otempo, the news source. So yeah, yeah, that's what we're dealing with here. That's just one case. And again, I'm surprised that, you know, it, I just think this was so horrific they couldn't contain the news cycle anymore. Um, uh, okay. And then I put this report out, and I can't really play this because it's just you're going to hear gay people assaulting this Christian street preacher, and this guy was not even, he was preaching the love of God. I mean, he was his message was not like, you're all going to go to hell. He was preaching a very love of God message. Okay. And it didn't matter. This was in Canada, I believe Toronto. And they um, were just, they called the cops in. And the guy couldn't have been much nicer. But all the gay people were, it was like during this gay pride event. But it was even, wasn't even on the same street, I don't think. He didn't even know what was going on. And it just so happened to be at that same time, and they viewed it as this big offensive thing. And this is insanity-level persecution of Christians and elimination of their free speech taking place now. The cop, the cop that arrested him, that comes up to him, has multiple gay flags interwoven into his uniform. And it looked like a standard uniform for Toronto cops. I've never seen that before. And he, he, and he was gay. The guy that arrested him also was gay. Now, I don't know if that was a choice he had. Like, oh, I can have the, ulti the uh, optional gay option uniform. But he had multiple gay flags into his... So commingling government and sodomy. And the Bible says they glory in their shame. All this gay pride stuff, they should be ashamed of it. But no, they glory in it. They glory. They want to. They want to shove it down your throat, and they want to glory it, and they and they want to make it illegal for you to do anything against it. And they're coming out. I mean, that Christian baker's just getting sued for like the third time now that refused to bake a gay cake for a gay couple. And, and they'll always come in there and like have it be the most perverted cake you could possibly imagine. And then they take him to court and steal his livelihood and take everything away from him because he won't like you know make a cake that has like you know all this horrible perverted sexual imagery on it and they do it on purpose by design just like i said when you know it really comes down where if this equality act passes and i'm going to be talking more about that and they're going to send in all their little their little spies into the churches and you know if they hear a pastor saying anything all they're going to have to do is, is get the reputations of any pastors that have spoke about gays and they're going to go in there with their little stasi gay police force probably undercover and they're going to record sermons and they're going to have um they're probably going to start shutting down pastors that way where you're not going to be able to say anything you know 
I'm not shutting up. I really don't care. Whatever. They kill me, whatever. Whatever. Absent from the bodies, be present with the Lord. I'm not I'm not gonna let these devils intimidate me. Um, it's not happening. I, I've had witches astral project in here and try to kill us and in all manner of threats. Black-eyed Jasmine tried to kill me that that one time to shut me. And I'm like, bring it on, Jasmine, bring it on. I don't know what happened to her though. She, you know, <laughs> she says so never email me again, you know. Kind of funny, kind of funny. I mean, she might have got a lot more she bargained for when she came here. You know, I told her, bring it, bring it. Ask her project here, go ahead, try it. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. You're going to learn, you're going to, and that, she wasn't even human from what I could see. Well, no, she was just wearing black contacts. Well, you know, they walk among us. I'm telling you right now, they walk among us. I've done whole studies on this stuff. Now you're really getting off base. Well, hold on. What was going on in Noah's day? What was going on then? Huh? Was it, wasn't it Nephilim that were walking around among humanity? Weren't they really the ones controlling what the show that was going on? Weren't they really the reason behind the defilement of humanity and the defilement of his DNA? So much so that every man that had, every thought that man had was only evil continually? And you're telling me that's not going on today at all? All the people that, that go that, that get abducted and they, they turn up pregnant, all the women, and then all of a sudden the, the fetus is gone? I'm not gonna call it a baby because it's an abomination. You're telling me they're not they're not doing stuff on the side here? All the research I've cited on that. See, that ties into all of this. They're a big, gigantic reason, but see, they're way more covert this time around. Way more covert. They're going to make their big debut pretty soon. And that's going to be a whole other level of deception. And a whole other level of falling away, unfortunately, because most people have no clue, most Christians have no clue that that's even going on, or they've been told that's a fairy tale. Because almost every denomination in cemetery brainwashes their pastors to say, no, it was the godly line of Seth that interbred with the women and it produced these giants. How could two human humans, the wicked daughters of Cain, the godly, okay, even though it doesn't say that anywhere in the Bible, the wicked daughters of Cain, the godly line of Seth, and they produced giants, ah, that defile the whole earth. Ah, okay, that makes a lot of sense. That There's a lot of historical precedence for that. No, there's no historical precedence for that at all. But when you have a fallen angel coming down, procreating with women, like the Bible says in Genesis 6, well then, yeah, that's how you produce giants. And giants are, are known to be, I mean, <laughs> our troops have battled them over in Afghanistan. It's well known. They've done whole, whole reports on this. Steve Quayle wrote a whole book on it. The giants of the Solomon Islands, the islanders all know about these things and they have, they're still there to this day. They live in giant underground caverns underneath the mountains there. It's part of their history. The Bible, the, the, the Solomon Islands are the land that time forgot. They would come out before in the early 1900s and just eat everybody. But then they got to the point where they realized, ah, this isn't probably the right tact we need to take. We're going to probably need to tone it down a hair. So they've been a lot more covert in the last time, but you know. They've had their, their little outings and stuff, and it's well known. The people see them still on the island. You know, you're just never going to hear a news report about it. Read the book um, on the Solomon Island Giants. It's, it's out there. That, that guy that wrote the book, I'm pretty sure, is dead. He was going to go back, and nobody's heard from him. Um, Marius, I believe. Just can Solomon Island Giants. You'll find it on, on Amazon. or don't buy, don't buy it on Amazon, though. Don't give them any money. But you can find it elsewhere. There's other 
resource. Just do a keyword search for it. DuckDuckGo. Don't use Google. Don't use any of the mainstream search engines. DuckDuckGo is great and it doesn't censor your results like Google does. It doesn't track you. Anyway, um, yeah. So this stuff's common knowledge. And the Bible predicted this as it was in the days of Noah and the days of Lot. And that's what we're talking about right now. So, you know, but see, I'm, I'm a fruit loop for talking about any of this even though the bible said look out for this this is what's going to be the case before jesus's return i'm just trying to prepare my listeners for it um so let me see if i've got enough uh, let me see okay so i don't think i'm gonna uh, i'm seeing if i can squeeze this in here um because i'm trying to squeeze the most i can in these teachings now because they're so voluminous and huge i'm gonna go ahead and try to squeeze this in pastor jail during drag queen story hour okay so this is what's where we're coming to swat team snipers position atop library roof outside of drag queen story this is not a lie this just happened in spokane washington um and still think there's no war against christians ready they're ready to swat or kill a pastor for exercising free speech Spokane, Washington, a Baptist preacher was arrested and jailed on Saturday after refusing to remove across to move across the street from the Spokane, Washington Public Library while exercising his free speech against Drag Queen Story Hour. The event had a significant militaristic police presence. I mean, you should see all the cops that were there, including camouflage snipers positioned atop the roof of the library to oversee the large crowd that stood both for and against the men dressed like women reading stories to them. Ash Afshin Yagatan of the New Covenant Baptist Church was arrested for obstructing an officer as he, even though he didn't obstruct him at all, as he contended with police that the South Hill Library is public property and that he should be able to speak adjacent to the facility instead of being required to stand across the street, which is, you know, the minimum of what he should be able to do. I'm gonna go ahead and play this. Here's video of this. There are tons of cops here. Tons, okay? I mean, it's like the world's ending. You know, the borders are wide open. The lesbian, but the lesbian, got gay, bisexual, transgender have to be protected. You know, all of these wicked, evil things are happening, but we've got to protect the transgenders. I'm a U.S. citizen. Last morning. So you're going to arrest me for standing on a public parking lot. That's not right. Let me ask you something. No, I'm not here to Let me ask you something, sir. You guys, look, the USA that I grew up in, if a man dressed up as a woman, I'm just talking here. Nazis. There is no event here. Every single one of these cops should be beyond ashamed of themselves they should all turn their badges in collectively and i don't even know just get saved because if you're willing to do this you have totally sold your soul to satan as far as i'm concerned library there, there the only there. event that they've reserved is a is a private reading room the rest of the library is u.s property it's it's public property i know the laws you can't change the laws because you feel like they don't it. care about the laws they could care less about that they're just going to obey whatever orders they're given they don't care about your life we don't have a constitution anymore it's gone it's over the borders are wide open they're doing every wicked thing on the planet and it's just a matter of time before that fully manifests 
In my day, when I was a child in the U.S. of A, if a grown man dressed up as a woman and read to a child, the police here would not be stopping me, they would be arresting them. They would be arresting perverts dressed up as women who are men. I didn't say that, I'm just telling you known history. I, am, I have a right to free speech wherever I want to speak. I mean, I mean, these cops are just total, you can just tell, brainwashed social justice words. They, and it's crazy. They're all white, clean-cut guys. You wouldn't think that, you know, the, the, all the cops there have been taken over to that extent or whatever. I can understand, I guess, if, if they were, like, gay-leaning, you know, type of thing. They don't look like that, though. Maybe they all are. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. For what? what? What's the charge? So, so they're they're arresting them now. You know, they need. I don't. I think they should have just killed them right there. Gut shot them right there. Made an example, and showed that you don't go against drag queens. You don't ever ever go. We're gonna defile your kids just like that gay thing. I said, what is happening right now? Exactly what that is talking about. We're gonna sodomize your boys, and this is all leading up to this stuff. It's right in your face, and the cops are sanctioning it. And they're literally the arm of Satan that's protecting this. Now, I'm not saying all cops, but I'm saying these in particular are. And they will have to stand before God and give an account for this. What? This event and our duties are delaying our ability to create security here. This tape right here will show there's no obstruction. He wasn't obstructing anything. He wasn't delaying anything. He was asking questions, which, you know, that's not permitted either. So they're showing taking him away now. And, uh... Yeah, so that's America, baby. That's America. It's the America that our forefathers bled and died for in you know, World War I and II and this type of stuff. Video footage posted on social, social media shows police telling yah, Yahatin, I, I don't, he's got a really weird name, but that's the guy that you were hearing talking, that if, it, if he does not support the event, he needs to stand on the other side of the street, away from the library though those defending the drag queens were permitted to be on the same side. According to the spokesman review, an estimated 40 police officers, so they, so they allocated 40 police officers in Spokane, Washington, which that whole area is just rife with crime and drugs and, and homeless and, and all type of, of wickedness. Portland, Washington, well, two most wicked places now i'm not saying all the country part but the city parts are and i'm sure that they're that they could have been much better used elsewhere but no they've got to allocate you know satan has to allocate 40 police officers they were stationed outside the library those who supported the event approximately 400 in all stood adjacent to the library property and those who opposed the drag queen story time about 200 concerned residents which is pathetic there should have been more were asked by police to stand on the other side of the street one photo posted on social media shows a man in camouflage standing atop the south hill library the charles carroll society also posted photos on its website of men on the roof holding binoculars see here and here there's two links if you want to go see it sergeant terry Preunger of the Spokane Police Department told reporters that the police had thought people were going to bring firearms to the library. Yeah, because Christians normally show up with packing and, and, and they show up and menacing all the people. No, they don't ever do that. It's just, you know, that's how they want to paint us and portray us. From looking at online conversations, police expected to see people both armed on both sides. 
which resulted in a strong police presence on Saturday. Oh, that's their excuse. But he said no civilians showed up openly carrying guns. Um, Anna Bohawk of the 500 Moms Strong, 500 Moms Strong told the outlet, the, the news media, that they had snipers on the roofs. They wouldn't allow us into the library. They had snipers on the roof to take out the Christians that are going against drag queen story hour. That's where we're at in America. Guaranteed, if anybody would have really got out of line, they would have got a bullet in the head. Probably a two-two-three right in the skull. Take you out quick. That's where we're at right now. A law enforcement dispatcher supervisor through Spokane County 911 confirmed to a Christian news network that now this is a law enforcement dispatcher supervisor through Spokane County 911 confirmed to Christian News Network that those atop the library roof were snipers most likely with Spokane Police Department SWAT team as a, uh, as opposed to the county SWAT team Now here's one of the pictures of one of these abominations inside the library it, it's a guy dressed up in a like the the cookie monster but it's more of a caveman cookie monster thing with a blue wig and you know the the whole face paint makeup stuff and uh bitten cookie see they got to do everything they can do to disarm the children and appear like oh we're we're just fun and we're frolicking and we're drag queens and we're here for your benefit here's one of the photos the uh, other photos of the event show three drag queen supporters dressed as angels fallen angels um, I would imagine, but no, angels with sheets for wings. See, because they want to appear good and happy and goofy and funny. Just like John Wayne Gacy did when he would show up before he would, you know, get, get the kids and molest them. Take them off and molest them and then bury them in his basement. The serial killer John Wayne Gacy. Same, same M.O. Same shtick that he's using. Yeah, it's been done for a long time. Disarm your opponent, disarm your target by any means possible. You know, get him to lower his guard. Well, that's what they're doing. They're dressed as angels with sheets for wings, appearing, appearing to do so to block out the opposition. Some present held signs such as all hail the queens. Oh, isn't that wonderful? And then God is love. Why do you hate? Oh, I know. We're the ones. It's all our problem. We're bigoted devils. And they're the ones in the right. And oh, look a guy in a dress reading to kids and drawing of Jesus surrounded by children. Reading to kids with a drawing of Jesus surrounded by children. So they're trying to portray themselves as Jesus. All I can say is may God rain down his fury on this wickedness. And that in, in, as, in as much as we have any collective power, I would lose legions of angels against this wickedness and bind up every devil, demon, evil entity, fallen angel, or fallen cherub that would try to hinder these angels with this prayer in any way, shape, or form. That they be rebuked and bound up and cast into the abyss or wherever Jesus wants them to go until which time they then be cast into the lake of fire and that none would be able to come to take their place. That would be what my 
prayer would be regarding this wickedness because jesus said that it's better that a millstone be hung about your neck and you be cast into the midst of the sea than you offend one of these little ones that believeth on me and they're trying to usurp jesus right in on the coattails of jesus you can trust jesus you can trust me i'm in a library i'm dressed up like the cookie monster and angels yeah i, I look scary enough to, to be in any horror movie my face but you know other than that, I'm, I'm a good dude. I just want to molest you. That's all. I want to groom you and molest you and drug you up like they're doing to Desmond, the drag queen boy and the other drag queen boys they've got now that they're parading around on the Today Show and these types of things, glorying in their shame. This is the world we're living in. Then if they go on to say, if Jesus was around today, he would be on our side. He would be on this side. No, he wouldn't, you devil from the pit of hell. I'm going to give you the Bible verses that explain to you where Jesus would be in the next part. One man who brought his son and daughter to the story hour claimed, that's what he claimed. If Jesus was around, then he would be on our side. It's, it's funny how they, why didn't he say Buddha? Why didn't he say Krishna? Why didn't he say, I mean, Lucifer, yeah, I mean definitely but why didn't he use any of the other historical because see the only one that really matters is jesus so they have to try to denigrate and you know ride in on jesus's coattails one man um his son his son wore a dress to the event isn't that wonderful one drag queen who goes by the stage name katie rockwell Roxwell read a book to the children entitled A Family is a Family. Yeah, like that lesbian family that we just talked about. I wonder if they had story time. The short story is about children having different parental. And most of the time, these guys, when they do background checks on them, they're like child molesters and all kind of stuff. That's been proven over and over. Or if they're not, they just haven't been caught. Because who would do this? What kind of sick, twisted, maggot devil from the pit of hell would do this? You got to be demon-possessed of the toenails. It's prerequisite. The short story is about children having different parental situations. As some have a mom and a dad. Some have two dads. Some live with their, their grandmother and some are split between both parents. See, they got to put themselves on the same, that same level as a normal family. They've got to try to brainwash the kids into believing that. Those who opposed the event preached in the open air, held signs, or sang songs. Signs included teach your kids to love their DNA. Um, yeah, meaning, you know, you're born a boy or a girl. You know, your DNA can't change. I don't care what you say, what kind of operation you go through. You're always going to have either male or female DNA. There's not a thing you can do about it gender fluidity is a lie that was another sign read the bible um drag e equals misogyny and only jesus saves sinners from hell according to the reports an estimated 50 children attended the event with their parents uh and then it goes on to say may god use this for his glory and his glory alone yahitan said of his arrest on social media following his release so he got released i'm surprised i figured they'd keep him in there forever but it was too well publicized you know they couldn't it looked bad if they didn't release him god bless um but who knows what his bail was god bless all my my supporters and friends and who inspire me to stand strong for the lord jesus christ by their godly example so i'm way over in time here um stop here and we will go to the next part god bless